You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two adult men try to make sense of a world in disarray by keeping up with pop culture with the help of a bright young mind. The Met Gala happened this week, which means we'll talk a bit of fashion. Our album of the week was made in Barcelona by Renaldo y Clara. It's called La Boca Aigua. And I am hooked on A24's new TV show for Netflix, Beef. Let's get into it. There's loads to talk about. You're listening to the wonderful, soothing sounds of uh, a sort of dis- a super group, Decisive Pink. What is this, Ben? They're definitely, definitely a super group. Um... It's Angel Deridorian. Yes, from Dirty Projectors, right? Yeah, kind of. Well, she was, yeah, one of the members, no, in and out members of, uh, who else? Uh, Kate NV. Oh, right. I know who, who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully everyone does. Uh, and um, they uh, got together in a new band called Decisive Pink, who are absolutely brilliant. Um, and they're like uh, Craftwork, if Craftwork had a sense of humour. Well, Craftwork do have a sense of humour, but if Craftwork were... Was, was two women and had more of a pronounced sense of humour. That is what uh, Decisive Pink are, basically. That and you, I've, yeah. I've already elbowed in a Craftwork reference and it's not even, you know, five past the exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. very pleased with myself. Well, uh, one of the members of Craftwork uh, was Carl Bartos. He yes. Passed, he, yeah. Who sadly passed away or is... No, 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 he's sorry. fine. He's living. I interviewed him the other, the <laughs> yeah, other year. Unless, unless you've got some really inside information. No, no. Who, who passed? Florian Schneider. Florian Schneider. Away. Sorry, may he rest in peace. He uh, lives on in the name of my um, iRobot cleaner. Well, you interviewed Carl Bartos, but uh, this week they've been celebrating another important Carl oh. in the world of pop culture. <laughs> Mr. The Kaiser himself, Mr. Carl Lagerfeld, was the inspiration for this year's um, biggest fashion event the Met Gala. And who is here to tell us all about it? Mar. Obviously. <laughs> no, but I every year I feel like we've um, talked about the Met Gala. Because how can we not? Exactly. Even the years that the, it didn't happen, we talked about the the Met Gala when people were doing it on Twitter, sort of. But so I'm I was really excited. Like I even planned on doing like a, a pre-show of the Met Gala, but I didn't say it because I know maybe it was too much. But um, it came May first came, and then it it was boring. It was so underwhelming this year, uh, and I don't think it's celebrities fault that it was um, not as interesting as other years um, but the themes fault like what how much can you like bring to the red carpet quote yeah. unquote because it was not red it was white with blue and red stripes that oh, people co- said look like a Colgate um, toothpaste oh, yeah. thingy especially the toothpaste with the flakes <laughs> yeah, in it exactly. no? the, the multicolored the tricolored flakes yeah well how, how much how how much fashion or how much like interestingness can you bring if the theme is um Carla <laughs> hang on a minute like, I, I'm not saying he's a, a bad designer but I can get into that as creative well. directing genius but like first of all, I even if it was like something that I consider more interesting, not saying that he's not interesting, but um, maybe he's not the most <laughs> interesting. But um, but even if it was the the he was the most um, interesting designer ever to ever grace on earth, um, 
how can you as another designer like Jacket Moose or or Mew Mew or whoever Tom Ford Tom Brown whatever um how can you isn't it like almost impossible to pay tribute to another designer like I don't work like that how how can I put my work into someone else's work without like stripping it of its essence and like putting something of my own without like acting like I'm copying it and just paying tribute. I feel like it's a very hard work to do. And they did it. Like some of them really did like um, great like homages to to his work. But at the same time, it's like, why? I don't really get the point. Like, okay, mm. they are all dressed as <laughs> if Carl kind of designed that or had like, an, so they're inspired by it. But I, uh, I don't know. I can watch a, a, a channel show on like on the internet or or can I can go to the archive to when he was working in other big houses like I don't know I I I was so shocked that they decided to go for this theme like I like the the whole thing with the the Met Gala it's, the theme is based on the exhibition that's happening at the Met at that time mm -hmm. but then schedule it for another time if it's going to be like the Met theme do some like I remember heavenly bodies it was an amazing year like that gave you a lot of like space to play and stuff and I feel like as the year passed like as the years go by celebrities are trying more and more and more um to 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 fit into the theme because a few years back half of them didn't care they just put on a <laughs> gown and look beautiful but as the internet pays more and more attention they feel the pressure to like um stay on theme so If you have the celebrities on your side, if you have them paying attention and trying to be on theme, then put a, a very exciting theme and you're going to get like a very exciting Met Gala, not like a fashion show. Kind It's a of bit sort of thing. inside baseball, isn't it? Like one, you know, other fashion designers playing, playing, you know, tribute to one fashion designer. It's yeah. kind of thing people in fashion love and everyone else is like, mm. apart But from. I don't think they love it. I wouldn't. Uh, well, I'm not a designer, but I I don't think I would love it. I I would like to like play with a theme, but not with someone else's work. I don't know. I don't know if I would be into it. But, I don't know. I guess like it's kind of permission, isn't it? It's like normally you wouldn't think of using something as work. So it'd be like ripping it off. But like yeah. maybe this time you're like, well, I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna right. rip it off because no, paying tribute. You know, yeah, paying loving I tribute. And also. Um, This is why I, I wasn't saying like great things about Carl because he's like a open controversial. Even when he was alive, like everybody knew he was a controversial figure. Like, I if you're gonna go controversial, at least do it like John Galliano and and be like openly, <laughs> openly controversial. But he was just in the in the like in the line of being controversial and people not being like didn't they. Did, Like Penelope Cruz and Cara de Levine, and he had a lot of celebrity friends until the end. Yeah, but he he said some fatphobic, misogynistic, and racist <laughs> comments like openly. <laughs> so he was on the line of like, oh, we know this man is like kind of evil, but not too much. <laughs> so we all collectively cancel him. So it was weird. And then, since it's like common knowledge that he he kind of was this kind of person, um, a lot of people on Twitter tried to like like see a woke narrative in the in the carpet that was not at all there like 
I think Viola Davis wore a, a pink dress and, and everyone was like, oh yes, Viola Davis is making like a statement wearing this pink dress because Carl was so misogynistic. He uh, was known for hating pink. So she, like, the fact that she's wearing pink means that she's like being like, uh, like a pro- protest against it and stuff. It's like, no, <laughs> she wore a pink dress and, and that's it. That, um, Carl did a lot of work with uh, um, pink fabric, so it's not even true. But even if it was, I don't think that's an act of protest. If you want to protest, don't go yeah. um, and stuff. But like, don't try to seek like for for a wokeness where there's not like, and also like pl- plus size models were there as well, and they were like, oh, the fact that they went, it's like an act of like protest as well. Like because um, if Carl was alive, he wouldn't have liked the fact that there were people that were not skinny thin. Um, and and it's like, no, they just went because it's the Met Gala. And how can you say no to the Met Gala even when it's like a horrible theme? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, there was one comment by some some woman on, on, I can't remember what, if it was Diet Prada or something saying, enough of enough of celebrating this tyrant. You know, uh, we, we're, we're women and we like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with this skinny European aesthetic, skinny European woman aesthetic. I have to say, I really enjoy the the ridiculousness. Like it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The Met Gala it used to be kind of classy yeah. years ago and almost like a, a rival to the Oscars red mm-hmm. carpet. But now it's like, especially, and I and this may sound, but I, you know, cringe is in, especially since like half of the guests are. Mm, African-American artists, you mm-hmm. know, Lizzo, Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. um, P. Diddy. They bring in this Erica Badu wearing this Erica thing. Erica Badu was amazing. I know, but when she couldn't even like walk up the stairs properly because she was going to trip because she was wearing this kind of thing that covered her eyes. So like, you know, black people always bring the fun, the joy, the ridiculousness, especially the the, the, the queer black people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, look, let's, this is supposed to be fun. You know, you have uh, people like Nicole Kidman and Penelope Cruz who bring mm-hmm. the Hollywood glamour and they're like, you know, very Karl Lagerfeld-esque. And even Nicole Kidman actually rewore yeah. the dress that she wore famously in that Ad- Chanel yeah. advertisement that was creatively directed by Karl Lagerfeld. So that was a nice kind of statement of recycle or, or wearing something from the past, you know, mm-hmm. rather than throwing it away and making room for the new. Um, but Nicole... Do something with your husband's hair. I mean, I cannot. <laughs> Nobody my cares. Eyes, my eyes are bleeding. I mean, he's been sneaking. Who's looking at him? Exactly. Nobody cares because nobody looks at him when he she's next to him. How I know, can you but look at somebody who's next to? Nicole he's such Kidman? a bad accessory uh, because first of all, he's <laughs> he's shorter than her, which is a cool thing. It's like he's not threatened by her height. You know, it's like, hey, I'm totally comfortable. We've been a uh, happy marriage for like for decades now it seems uh, and it's just these highlighted like uh, the the what do you call it planchado the the, the straightened hair with the he's been so loyal to the look I respect him for it but at the same time my eyes are bleeding when I see hang him hang on hang on hang on he's very famous in his own right Keith Urban yeah, yeah in the country he has a western look. no but, but in, a, look in, in, in the United States he's probably more famous than Nicole no yeah ben. probably no. Is. he's ben. really ben. no he's really no. really really he, famous he's no, really but, but there's no Nicole way Kidman. he's more famous than Nicole Kidman <laughs> it's Keith, possible I no, think he is can you hum a single Keith Urban song no but I'm not can American. you name three movies with Nicole Kidman yes yes 
off the bat. Well, even the most redneck hillbilly yeah. in the deep yeah. south who who listens to Keith Urban can probably name five uh, no, uh, Nicole Kidman movies. Eyes Wide Shut, Moulin Rouge. Um, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck. Was she in Ocean's Eight? <laughs> no. That brilliant Spanish one uh, from the director. Ah, uh, yes. Um, the others. The others. The others. Uh, I, I said I said Andre. Um, uh, it's because lately I'm thinking of all well, the Amazon three. shows That's that she's right. in. That's what, oh, she was good in. That. in well, she in was the, kind of awful, but kind of good. Masha in the the one of the Masha. the nine lives. <laughs> Masha so bad. and uh, and uh, Big Little Lies and oh, and and. and uh, uh, damn it! Now there, I struggle. There's one about housewives that are robots, but desperate I housewives. Oh, no, no, Stepford Wives. Stepford yeah, wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, there's thousands of movies with Nicole Kidman in, and even like really, really good ones that I can't come. Anyway, anyway, whatever. Come on, no, Keith. Look, look. I don't know why I I'm can't name up for Keith. one song by because Keith. Because you're not American. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's right. very famous in America, but not more than Nicole Kidman. That's where you're wrong. You can go to some the most remote village in China and you show them a picture of Nicole Kidman and they will be like, oh, Nicole. Where did the Met Gala take place? New York. Yes. The Met. Yes. Amer North <laughs> America, which was, is in North America. I yes, thought it yes, was an yes. actual yes. question. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, so, I'm not sure why I'm defending Keith Urban. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> sorry, ben, sorry. ben, you would ben look really, really like good Keith with those Urban. straightened hair highlights. <laughs> Let your hair grow out like Sergi and, and start applying some highlights, California highlights, and some, <laughs> some hair straightener. My God, who must have more products in their bathroom cabinet, Keith Urban or Nicole Kidman? But anyway, uh, I, I, I'm, in I'm, I'm watching on a loop that video of Penelope Cruz like caressing Dua Lipa's oh, face. Oh, yeah. Like Very because they're waiting for their face. turn. To, first of all, like it must be kind of weird when because there's like a traffic jam because everyone has to have their turn in on the red carpet having their photo taken by the paparazzi. But both, both of them were co-hosting the... Sh the oh. So I don't think they had to wait a lot because they were like kind of the, the main characters of the night. Okay, and it was just so tender and beautiful. It's like, Penelope, I do the same thing. Dua Lipa is so beautiful. But wouldn't you faint if Penelope Cruz touched your face like Two. in this motherly way yeah. and looked at your eyes? I, 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 I would think totally big sister collapse. way. I think, I, I think Penelope well, could still pass as big sister. Yeah, she could obviously not be okay. um, Dua's mother, but the way she does it is yeah. like Sajina, like... Tender, like... Tender love, like... Oh, oh my God. But I it's because, like, it's like, look at... The, she is so stunningly beautiful, Dua Lipa. Like I'm there right now. I'm like standing really harsh for Ana de Armas, who I was brokenhearted to see that she didn't, she wasn't invited. Like I don't understand why Ana de Armas, who's like one of the, she's having like one of the strongest moments in like a Hollywood career as a as a beauty beauty icon, but who's also an incredibly talented actress, and she's like a representative of her generation, and she's. And also the Latino generation, because she's Cuban. It's like, how come, you know, for if we're like diversity is like a main thing to check, how come she wasn't, or maybe she was and I just didn't see it. Maybe, maybe they she... heard what you thought of her last film and they're like, right, if, you, if she's out for Johan, maybe you've... Uh... <laughs> Ghosted might have tanked her possibility. Yeah. yeah, but she played Marilyn and she did a very, I think she did a very good, well, she got a nomination, Oscar nomination, even if the movie got the worst critics criticisms of the year. Can, I don't know. Can I just say, like talking of Erica Badu, do you know what her daughter's called? America? Puma Curry. Good name. Well, good name. <laughs> Puma Curry. Puma Curry. As According in to... Curry as in Madame Curry. Q 
curry. No, as in like curry. Curry. curry like the the food. Food. I, mean, I don't know what she actually called her after, but it, it's you know C U R R Y. The the daughter of Andre three thousand that she <gasps> had with Andre three thousand. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Believe so. Oh yes. my god. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo! I am for real. That was the apology song to Erica Badu's mother. Oh my god! For, I'm for, just discovering oh, no, that. Oh no! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! It's the DOC. What? Her the, father is the DOC. Oh, the DOC. Yeah, the yeah. rapper. Oh, not as well known. As okay, him. so the the other because Erica oh, Badu's got called, like nine kids. He's called Tracy Lynn Curry. Okay, so her name's Puma. Ah, and then Curry Puma is Curry. Got, got, yeah. Puma's Puma. a great name. Yeah, I remember when Erica hey. Badu play, performed at Primavera Sound uh, before the pandemic, 2019. She was backstage with her whole. All her kids, and there were about nine kids there. I'm not joking. I mean, some of them might have been her nephews, and like she had her whole family. It was a beautiful thing. They were all like just there watching their mom on the big screen in the backstage, and then she was there with them. And it's like, damn this, and and it's like, damn that must be Andre 3000's kid. That must be mm, the, the DOC's kid. Like basically, hip hop royalty's children were all there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the Jenners, uh, the, the Jenners and Kardashians. That was another funny meme moment because Kendall, who's already the tallest Kardashian, decides to like shade her sisters by wearing these extra high <laughs> platforms. It's like you're being cruel. I mean, she made Kim look like a hobbit next yeah. to her, and they still pose together. That's yep. the funny thing. Like it's like, well, we got to stick together because probably Chris is like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> you, you three have to post together because we're a clan and the Kardashian brand has, is stronger when we're all together on the red carpet. And, uh, and, uh, but, but they still look, I, I love that sort of 60s style ponytail that, that, that Kendall was wearing. I didn't die for Kendall's look actually. Like it, uh, I don't, I think she has so many, like she's one of the most known top models now, mm-hmm. after Bella Hadid wasn't there, so that's why maybe really that, no. I feel so bad for the artist, the people who don't no, get Bella to go. Bella Hadid obviously got to go, but she decided not to. Like, if you're Bella Hadid, you're always invited at the Met. Then but why did she not? Is she pregnant she or des- something? She decided not to, I guess. And by the way, there were pregnancy. Ah, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we saw Rihanna again, like come in like a queen of the Met Gala with one of her. So, obviously, one of the best dressed. Well, and are we going to talk about ASAP Rocky's kilt? I, yeah. I, I, disapp- I don't look. No. No, I'm not having It looked like it, Trap House Axel Rose. One of no, the, it looked one really of the good. best dressed of the night. I don't know why you don't agree with this. I and don't. it's also being tribute to like. I feel like actually doing research on Karl Lagerfeld because there was like a time in which Karl Lagerfeld wore a lot of kilts. So yeah. there's a lot of images where they're like basically wearing the same but with an ASAP Rocky spin to the look. I Look, I think ASAP Rocky is one of the best dressed best, uh, musicians uh, of his generation but I just don't, it, it didn't land for me. Sorry, excuse me. The the Axel the Axel Rose-ness It's thing not Axel Rose. It's, it's Scottish. It's Karl Lagerfeld. It, 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 well, every time I see a tartan <laughs> kit on an American artist, I always think Axel Axel Rose. And I think I think a proper kilt looks amazing and elegant and and manly. Even you know, I love it when Prince Charles wears his kilt. Uh, King Charles soon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, and especially, I remember seeing a Scottish teenager uh, traveling on a plane coming back from Britain to Spain once. He was wearing his kilt with a with a like university sweater. It looked amazing, and it's like you get to wear it because you're Scottish. You know, if anyone else wears it, it's like cultural appropriation. Do you know what? No, do you know what? I'm Scottish, right? 
Wear a kilt, man. Where are you? I do wear a you wear it, for, <laughs> did you wear it for your wedding? We asked this, didn't we? No, I didn't. I didn't. I've worn it for other people's you weddings. You traitor. Oh. Ah, for other people's weddings. Okay. The thi- oh, Bringing, yeah. You should have brought your Scottish flavour to the Catalan Macias. Uh, yeah, but like, I, did you know what? Because I wanted to have an excuse to buy a really good suit. And you looked very good in your Thank, slim, thank you. Slim thank you. But anyway, as a Scottish person, like, can I just say everyone, everyone, everyone can wear a kilt. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. I have one. Well, exactly. And you were looking good. You were looking thank very you, good. And Aesop as well. I've got to say, Aesop looks a lot better than me in a kilt. Man, he is really. You have a kilt. You have a Scottish shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But red Every and da- red and the, the no, sort of red. No, it's like navy, but it can be uh, other. It can be other colors, right? It doesn't have to be red. Or oh no, 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 no! It can be, it can be loads of different. It's colors. kind of like yeah, navy and with stripes. But yeah, Aesop was one of the best dressed. Rihanna was one of the best dressed, obviously. Yeah. She's Rihanna. And they entered, like, they knew they, everyone was expecting them. Like, nobody really cared about the other guests. Like, if mm. Rihanna is there, everyone knew she was coming because the day before, she was in New York, so that means a lot. And she wore, like, a full-on Chanel, um, like, dress that looked amazing on her. Um, so she was hinting, not even hinting, like it was out there that she was going. So everyone waited, like, they were the last people um, to come um, to to the Met Gala. And, and another person, I think it's, actually, I saw a tweet this morning, um, like, listing the the looks that got the most likes on Twitter. Yeah. The first one <laughs> was like a a fake image, like someone photoshopped an image of Selena Gomez um, on the red carpet. Uh, well, not red, uh, yeah, uh, on the, the med car- yeah. carpet. <laughs> on the Colgate carpet. Uh, carpet. Nice. And that one was the, the one that got the most likes, so it wasn't even real. But the second one was Anne Hathaway that looked very, like I think she was the one that was on theme Every. Kind of everyone was on theme, but the one that was on theme that looked the most like beautiful, but at the same time like interesting. Like I don't know, she and she was wearing Versace, um, yeah. and and yeah, I, I think Anne Hathaway has like a new stylist. Like this last year, she hired someone on her PR team that really changed um, her aesthetic or yeah. the way she presents now like she's like a kind of an influencer like yeah. and she's Anne Hathaway I don't know what from she has far a, she looks like Emily Ratajkowski huh? Ratajkowski yeah from afar eh? yeah. From, a, from a thumbnail photo by the way Margot Robbie wearing Chanel isn't that a tragedy like aren't people kind? isn't there like a movement on Twitter where uh, everyone was like happy that, that Margot stopped Robbie working stopped with being him. the uh, an inf- uh, what do you call it uh, official like the face, ambassador yeah. um, 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 ambassador ambassador yeah brand ambassador somewhere. when yeah. you're a female ambassador what are no, you just ambassador. You're, ambassador. you're an ambassador yeah. okay yeah. not an ambassador dress uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she ambassador. wore an ambassador dress. Uh, the ambassador wore an ambassador. Well, anyway, I thought it, I thought that it was really funny when people were like, "Please let Chanel let let uh, let Margot Robbie wear other stuff and stuff." And, and no, she's back on Chanel. Yeah, she she was back before um, the Met Gala, and it was obvious that that she was wanna wear Chanel. But at, if she has to wear Chanel all the time. The best place to do it is at the Met Gala, Karl Lagerfeld theme Met Gala. So yeah. everyone was expecting her to be like mind blowing. Like this is your time to shine if you're gonna wear Chanel every red carpet. This is your time. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Like with the PVC plastic going on on her corset. I I think it was referencing like a a vintage Chanel dress, but. Mm. 
I it what it didn't do anything for me. But she's beautiful. But <laughs> I don't know it. I, I it was lacking something for me. I've got to say, I was really pleased. Phoebe Bridges was along yeah, as well. Yeah, well, she looked fantastic. Yeah. Well, also just like. I never realised she was sort of that 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 big and mainstream. I mean, she's great. Like you yeah. know, I was really pleased. Just but she she has been to other Met Galas, and has the she? last yeah the mm. last Met Gala she went with Paul Mescal, and uh. there was like a controversy because they were like um, doing the photos at the steps, and and you could see like them posing together, and then Paul getting distracted when he saw. Um, Marianne, not, she's not called Marianne, but in normal people she's called Marianne. It's it's his, his co-star, co-star. At, in normal people. Like he like looks like star like star crash. How, how would it call? Like he's mesmerized by her. Like her his co-star, um, his romance um, in the in the show. So everyone was like, oh my god, he's looking at. Phoebe Richards is looking at Paul Mescal like so in love, and Paul Mescal oh, is looking poor. at the other at, at his co-star like oh entering God. the Met Gala, moment. and it's like a moment. Momentazo. Yeah. Oh God, uh, I have to say one of my favorite red carpet uh, attendees this year was the cockroach. The cockroach. And I was very sad to hear see that they confirmed that the cockroach died uh, later on in that evening. Someone stepped on it, uh, maybe accidentally or maybe on purpose. It's like, come on, that cockroach deserved more. It I, represents I bet there a strong was more population. Than, more than that one. And just that one got um, photographed. <laughs> I, it's I, so funny when that, like, by the way, that one guy, that one photographer who gets to be <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the one in the middle of the carpet or, you know, he's like, all. I can imagine him like looking at all the other paparazzi. He's like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> I'm the one. I am the one. And I get to, and he's like, take the picture of the cockroach. And he's like taking angles of it. Oh God, New York and I, it's cockroaches. I read something on Dazed, Dazed magazine um, that about the cockroach that I think it's like <laughs> the best um, like summary of the night. Um, because when the cockroach was photographed, they, they wrote, last night the spirit of Karl Lagerfeld dispatched a swarm of cockroaches into the Metropolitan Museum of Art to taunt Anna Winter for hosting a retrospective, something Lagerfeld hated. He quote-unquote said, I don't want to see all those old dresses, he once said. And to tear through and to tear through looks at that surfaced on the Colgate flagged <laughs> carpet. <laughs> Yes, I think I think I think Carl would have hated like ninety percent of the looks that yeah. went on on the step. Oh of yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, maybe it was even like a little revenge from no, Anna but Winter. That's, that's kind of the the woke um, narrative that people are trying to give it. Like, oh, this is a way to give it back to Carl. Yeah. It's like I don't think it's that deep. Like, and I don't think Anna Winter would say like, take that one, that person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I reckon I reckon that the photographer who took the picture of the cockroach even though people encouraging him to i bet he got grief from anna winter can I you imagine he's, he's coming and back to the no, no there's no, a moment him. in the video where the cockroach actually like clings onto his shoe no and 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 but he kind of and he shakes the foot and then the cockroach and I can imagine the the fear he probably like most people has like uh, yeah. doesn't want a cockroach climbing up his leg right no 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 and no. he's trying to keep cool like oh yeah I'm taking and I'm imagining like 
because all the eyes of the world are on this one photographer and and having this moment with the cockroach who clings onto his foot, the poor cockroach. And he's like, ah, yeah, like, probably having like a fearful moment. It's like, oh my God, I can't step on it because everyone's going to hate me. But I'm like freaking out right now. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't, you know, if he'd killed it, everyone, oh, oh my God, he would, oh, no. yeah, he yeah, would, yeah. he would lose contracts. I tell you. Yep. He'd be the cockroach killer. But someone did eventually uh, step on it, and we want answers. Uh, By the way, speaking of Anna Winter, uh, I noticed in your um, notes, my dear Mar, that you say she debuted her new boyfriend, Bill Nye. Hard launch, yeah. She's been with Bill Nye for like 20 years. Yeah, but she hasn't stepped a red carpet together. So that's unofficial. Mm. Yeah, but they've been seen having dinner. Even a friend of mine was like in the same restaurant yeah, as them can, one night. Like You can be 20 years with a person, but if you don't post on Instagram or you don't go on a red carpet with that person, it's not official. So really? it's, <laughs> My God. it's kind of like the social media conception of, of like um, couples. So if you don't show like him yeah. publicly oh it's not a thing or a selfie on holiday yeah you can or have like four kids together and already like a, like a retirement plan together but if you haven't posted anything it's not official <laughs> well so uh, there's no my favorite story in, uh, that I read about Bill Nye involving fashion was uh, you know he's he's uh, he's an ardent fan of Savile Row tailoring and uh, one day he was on Savile Row and Charlie Watts uh, may he rest in peace, the drummer for the Rolling Stones. He was an, an obsessive Savile Row fan, right? He he had many suits cut by Savile Row tailors. And one day he, he saw Bill Nye uh, on Savile Row, walked up to him, admi- looking at his suit, and he's like, hello, hello you, and took his took his lap. lap Is lap, it like a, the, the beginning of a love story? Kind of, like a bromance. <laughs> Lucked a hello, feather off you. it. It sounds... Well, he, 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 he grabbed his lapel with his fingers and oh started, like, feeling it. <laughs> hello. I'm, I'm star- <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is almost like a fa- homoerotic <laughs> fan fiction. Charlie <laughs> yeah, Watts, yeah, like grabbing Bill Nye's lapel, lapel, lapel you know, uh, with his fingers, and he says to him, I thought you actors were supposed to be skint. To which Bill Nye smiled she, uh, kind of embarrassingly and said, <laughs> well, mate, things looked up. And Charlie Watts smiled back and replied, glad to hear it. And walked to his chauffeur-driven car. They didn't make out. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, they, 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 no, it didn't go that far. You need to write that version. But it, <laughs> it's like he didn't even say hello. It's like... No, uh, he just said, "Hey, no, hi, Bill." Yeah, he did say no. Yeah. According to the according to the relato, the the tale of whoever witnessed this said, "Hi, Bill, come here a minute." And you know, talked to his lapel. He's like, mm, thought, and, "And and and it's funny, you know." How he said, "I thought you actors were supposed to be skin." Like he he realized he was wearing a very fine cut suit, and uh, and yeah, he said, and he "I'm back. dating Anna Winter, by the way." By the way, yes, my my, you know, my missus, she she knows a thing or two about a suit. Uh, uh, did hmm. we mention Jared Leto? Uh, so yeah. him dressed as Choupette. Uh, for, by the way, why is Choupette ch- uh, so famous when Karl Lagerfeld had about twenty pugs? No, but Choupette is the the the, the most yeah. important thing to Karl. Oh. Um, and and yeah, everyone was either cosplaying Choupette or cosplaying Karl Lagerfeld. That's the thing that annoyed me a little bit. Like, yeah, um, Kehoi Kwan, like kind of dressed as Karl Lagerfeld. It, it's like 
I get it because what else are you supposed to do? But it's a little bit weird. And yeah. if you're gonna so cosplay, do it like Jared Leto, like full on yeah. furry suit. Like I'm not even trying to be fashion or anything. Yeah. It's, it's just mm, a furry suit. I do agree with Aubrey Plaza. She criticized Jared Leto for taking the mask off too soon. Like he he should have like kept it on kept as it, long yeah. as possible. And and then all of a sudden changed uh, secretly into what he was wearing underneath, which I imagine was Gucci, because yeah. he's like basically Andre and uh, Alessandro Mich- Well, he, oh no, because Alessandro Michele is no longer CD of Gucci, so maybe now I don't know whatever what he was wearing. He he should have just turned up as like, and nobody knows who the cat was, and he mm-hmm. could have kept it as a secret, let the rumors spread. But he's just such a fame hag that he couldn't help but want people to know that he was the one wearing the costume. Do you know what it made me think of? What? Heidi Klum dressed up as the worm, <laughs> which um, Heidi Klum dressed it, it as the never worm. be as good as that. that never, yeah, no never. one will top Heidi Klum's. <laughs> By the way, what she, she wasn't invited she either. I mean, she's uh, why? Come on, invite I Heidi thought, Klum to these things. I thought, well, maybe I haven't looked for the whole like guest list, but I thought a lot of '90s models that are like associated with um, Chanel would be there. But yeah, well, Kate Moss was there with her daughter. Yeah, and they looked really good. Yeah, and. Uh, um, I've lost it. Uh, yeah. So many faces. There's so many celebrities. So many. I mean, yeah. but as I say, seeing like all these like hard ass rappers trying to like queer up their life, like no. Dr. Dre, P. Diddy. No, I think. Pa- they, um, what's his name who plays Paperboy on Atlanta? Paperboy. You know, like, I think they all did a great job. I and I don't <sighs> agree. I I think sometimes there's people that do like extravagant for extravagant, and it has yeah. no like sense. Yeah. But I when I saw um, Paperboy's, for example, suit suit he wore, I think he's one of the best dressed. Like, like it wearing just a suit to the Met Gala, it's like you. You're gonna wear a suit to the other red carpets. Like, yeah. do something interesting, and I think that's interesting. And it didn't look like a costume to me. It looked yeah. like high fashion. And I like the fact that it's like, oh yeah, I'm a rapper, so I cannot be high fashion. Can I only be like urban and wear yeah. like jack, like streetwear? No, I can wear high fashion if I, I want to. Okay, you've convinced me. That in, yeah. that, in that with that angle, <laughs> I, I see it. I see it. It's just that when you when you look at the gallery on GQ, which is just focused on the males and the red carpet. It's just like all the rappers or all the sort of black entertainers, they're all like out doing and really gauche kind of, okay, ridiculous look. And it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be fun. But then you see like Roger Federer, Bradley Cooper, keeping boring. it bo- boring. Yeah, but, but classy. Boring. And, and boring. I know. <laughs> Bill Nye, Bill Nye. You know, the main thing is, look, when you're, built, when you're Anna Winter's uh, partner, you have to let her shine and you just wear a nice... Anna well Winter has suit. never slayed a day in her Met Gala life. No, because she's She'll, not supposed to slay. She's, well, you know, she's, she's the, overseeing. She's the host. Like, she's the, the yeah. one that organizes. She's supposed Imagine to. Imagine like, how happy everyone would have been if Anna Winter turned up in a catsuit. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. In a forest. And just, like, glared at everyone out of it. Take off the head and just glared at everyone for the rest of the night. That would have been astounding. Yep. But uh, I, I thought Roger Federer just looked kind of embarrassed by the whole thing. <laughs> I, he kind of always looks a bit embarrassed, yeah. doesn't he? Like he's but, kind of his face. Well, when he's not like smashing people at tennis, anything outside of that, he seems to be a bit embarrassed by. Yeah. I know, yeah, but I, I just loved his, I, like his normal Borkor suit. I thought no, was the perfect, no. like the, it, it fit perfectly. It wasn't. Uh, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Obviously, oh. he's a Dior ambassador. I, I'm, I've got a thing with the asymmetrical jackets. I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not feeling them. But Suki, he and Suki Waterhouse really do make a very gorgeous no, but couple. You, um, FK Twix was there as well. <gasps> was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, oh, she an no. amazing outfit. And I always remember their photos, like Robert Pattinson and FK Twix um, at the Met Gala, and they look so in love and stuff. And then I remember Magdalene, well, and Mary Magdalene's album, which is all about Robert Pattinson, and it's the most heartbreaking album I've ever heard. Mm. So... Like seeing maybe, and it's been years, so maybe they don't even care at this point. Like she has been through a lot of other stuff, so she doesn't even remember maybe. But seeing them at the same place, I'm like, oh my God, no. Yeah. Uh, another reunion of exes, and they actually talked, is Kim and Pete Davidson. Wait a minute. So I thought they were still together. No. It's been a long time. Pete has a, a, a another girlfriend. Who one is of the, this other? Yeah, this one I um, keep seeing on internet memes. Uh, she was on Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. They oh, met there. Is yeah. it the one who has a podcast on Bodies? Oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, no, not that one. Okay. Um, I don't remember her name. Because that's like one of the best dialogues ever. Yeah, she, I think... <laughs> it's really hard to run a podcast. <laughs> you have to use iCalendar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I liked Pete Davidson. You see that, you know, he's a comedian. He's like, he's he's got, he's into his, like, he's a streetwear kind of icon. So he looks good. Like he, he went as Pete Davidson to the Met Gala. He wore a bucket hat. He wore the coat. I don't know. It made sense. Like, it wasn't like he was wearing a costume like Brian Tyree Henry or, you know, who plays Paperboy in Atlanta. No, or, don't say that again. I know, I know, but it's like... He didn't look like... A, I think... The success is like, be yourself, but in an in an extravagant, ridiculous way, you know? Yeah. I think, for the Met Gala. That's probably what I would try to do. I don't know. Well, there you go, extravagant, ridiculous, wearing yeah. a sort of, you know, black tie is not extravagant or ridiculous. It's just... Uh-huh, you got... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying your to... Own way. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, uh, yeah, look, Pedro, I think he wore what... Everyone on Twitter wanted him to wear like yeah. something a little bit slutty, like yeah. slutty. I don't know how to say it. Um, <laughs> what slutty? He looked like a little ger- uh, German boy. Yeah, like, but he <laughs> had his whole legs out. Like he was like, yeah, I know you all want me. But yeah. Hang <laughs> on, hang on. He looks I, like a member of Craftwork. Yes, that's a Craftwork yeah. image. A craft that's a Craftwork exactly. cosplay. It had nothing little to do German with boy. the theme. Like <laughs> everyone is like, oh my god, he's he's the best. He's the best. But <laughs> he was not on theme at all. But do you? I guess. I mean, the red. The, it was red, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, German. Karl Lagerfeld was yeah, German. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was a super Kraftwerk fan. We don't know. That's not <laughs> no. confirmed. Because Karl Lagerfeld had a very good musical. He just taste. wanted to look good, which is also like a point. Like you can just go there and want to look good. Can I? Can I just, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah, the, the iconic Kraftwerk. Oh, Look, yeah, it's been that, highlighted on Twitter. Are you going viral for Look, that? Carl Lagerfeld Deborah had, Cole might be. I don't know who she is. But. Carl Lagerfeld had about two, I think the, he had 200 iPods, each with different playlists, especially uh, sp- programmed, right? Because he was that kind of a maniacal uh, con- person, controlling person with his gadgets. So I'm imagining that one of those iPods had Kraftwerk on it. So I maybe Pascal dug deep and he's like, you know what? Carl was the biggest uh, Kraftwerk fan, so I'm gonna go like I'm gonna hint at Kraftwerk with my thing, because uh, Pedro Pascal is used to be a club kid. I, I think I've told you this before. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. You should have asked him about um, about that when you when you met up with him. Well, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I didn't really exchange any banter with him. I danced with Pedro Pascal back in the '90s in Morocco, <laughs> in the in the club Morocco in Madrid, is which is even better than fiction. Like, did you like exchange like this kind of? romance that you like 
he touched your your t-shirt my, my and t-shirt said, is like hey nice <laughs> nice rim of your t-shirt and stuff <laughs> Yeah, I'd go there for Pedro. Uh, I, I, I probably would. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll let him know. Like it's because it's so nice when everyone is agreeing with a celebrity. Like everyone is in love with Pedro Pascal for like the right reasons. He's just so lovable, and not just because of all the iconic roles he's managed to do in like less than ten years. You know, he's Game of Thrones and The Mandalorian and Last of Us and and even like the best DC villain so far in in the Wonder Woman. It's just he's just so likable, and it's like you get he's even pulled off something that a man who's in his late forties shouldn't be able to pull off, which is you know wearing shorts on a red carpet. But he made it work. Yeah, he made it work. Um, so I think uh, yeah, I don't really have much of uh, much else to say about the Met Gala. Do you? Um, I have one thing to say, to say and is um, Emma Chamberlain is one of the best, um, like, entertainer, enter- anchors, yeah, entertainers, an- yeah, ent- improvise. that we have now. Like, she has, like, uh, because she she was hosting the interviews uh, in the red carpet again. Yeah. And she has, like, a neat factor that it's undeniable. And I think she's going to be, like, maybe, like, yeah. a, a, a very big name in if tv exists. she could become an ellen like the yeah, next exactly. ellen I not yet because she's no, still too young and, for and a, like, i don't want show. her to be like already that because it, yeah. it's gonna burn like the the talent that she has and um, but but i think in the future she, she's gonna be like a big name in the entertainment world yeah. as bigger than she is now she's one of like she's literally named the biggest influencer by rolling stone magazine wow Oh, speaking of like her generation, uh, Jenna Ortega. I liked Jenna Ortega bringing the Wednesday vibes to yeah. the to the Met Gala. You know, she on character. Good. I haven't seen her. What was she doing? She looked stunning. She, yeah, yeah uh, and uh, she she wore like this tweed like suit dress, thing. a little bit gothy, a yeah. little bit. You know, so it kind of because it's just so funny to see like when it, when it was like carnival here in Catalonia, the amount of girls wearing the Wednesday costume. Like she's already like a fashion icon for like. Toddlers, or not toddlers, but for 10-year-olds. Isn't your daughter, like, didn't she dress up oh, as Wednesday? N- no, my daughter dressed up as Wednesday's friend. Oh, yes. The brightly colored yeah, roommate. Because her mate, went, basically her, men, her mate, her best mate went as Wednesday. So she she went as the best friend. Well, why didn't why didn't that the actress get the, who plays the friend? Uh, damn it, uh, uh, get invited to the Met Gala? Like, why isn't she having a moment? She's as much of a fashion icon in the show for her brightly coloured character, maybe not quite as much. I mean, Jenna Ortega absolutely, absolutely killed it. I know uh, Emma Myers, Enid, 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 Enid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come Emma Myers isn't like killing it? The, it's so unfair when these things happen. Uh, I feel so bad for them because you know, fragile teen, preteens egos are fra- are fragile. Do you Although know, Jenna Ortega is twenty something years old. She's not a teenager. She's not actually Wednesday's age in the fictional series. How dare they? <laughs> uh, she's short because she's Spanish now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I needed to say something cringy. Do you know what's going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? Right. I've got a feeling. See, season two of Wednesday. Yeah. Right. Season one, massive, massive, massive um, success. Have you seen it, Mark? You don't have any children. No. Okay. I have. Sorry, with the family. What's going to happen? Season two of of Wednesday. I'm going to confidently predict will feature a song by the Sisters of Mercy, and everyone will be like, "Oh, Ben, you were right all along." <laughs> yeah, the Sisters of Mercy. But you hate cool. them. 
No, I you sort like... of love them again. Even, oh, even, no. though, they, even though they let it's me down. They're, they're coming <laughs> back, aren't they? <laughs> they're going to Madrid. They're not going to Barcelona. Ah. Madrid, where they had a perfectly good concert about six months ago. They're going back to but Barcelona. But the one in Barcelona was so bad, they decided not to even come back. Oh, man, we would be, I would be outside giving them grief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you've got to give a band a second chance. You know, sometimes there, there are bad nights. Oh, just a, just a fashion-related story that, uh, that, 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 that came out yesterday. Nick Cave, who we very much adore here at this house, said he will attend King Charles's coronation. No. Well, he said he 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 answered on his red hand files. Uh, he's always answering fan questions, and and various fans asked him if he'd be attending, and and apparently he's been invited, and he said. He's attending, and in his own words, he wrote, I am not a monarchist, nor am I a royalist, nor am I an ardent Republican for that matter. What I am also not is so spectacularly spectacularly incurious about the world and the way it works, so ideologically captured, so damn grouchy. Sorry, I read that wrongly. What I am also not is so spectacular. Damn it, how do, how do I read that? So spectacularly incurious. Yeah. So what I am also not is so spectacularly incurious about the world and the way it works, so ideologically captured, so damn grouchy as to refuse an invitation to what will more likely be the most important historical event in the United Kingdom of our age. Not just the most important, but the strangest, the weirdest. And he concluded, so with all that in mind, I am looking forward to going to the coronation. I think I'll wear a suit. Mm. I think he said the strangest because one of the other confirmations that um, in attendance um, is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> 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 I swear to God, I read it. What? Not Paddington, who's much more yeah. of a British be- yeah, teddy bear Winnie icon. Winnie the Pooh is American, right? No, but Winnie the Pooh is out of copyright. Paddington is still in copyright. Um, that's why. Have you heard this Winnie what? the Pooh horror, f- horror film? Winnie the Pooh oh, is out yes. of copyright. So you know a... what you like with it. And they've made this awful Winnie the Pooh horror film. Which I know. Which is one of the worst films ever. It's because like to take a childhood icon like that and turn it into like this slaying kind of uh, brutalist um, axe murderer. They already did it on South Park. Uh, where Winnie the Pooh is like is like basically Javier Bardem's character in No Country for Old Men. He's this psychopath who keeps like asking for honey, and then he's like strangling little piglet and stuff. It's it's, it's disturbing. I don't well, I don't want to watch. This assassin is gonna be in the coronation next to Nick Cave. Hang on. So wait, who's out of copyright? Winnie the Pooh is out of copyright. So you can like just use. Can we, we do the what image, you like? You like yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we have put him as like a get, like a, another host, like the weekly review hosted by Ben Cardillo, Johan Wald, Marvel Verdu, and Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, totally. Oh, come on, let's do this. With AI, anything is possible. Uh, anyway, so we listen to, a, before we run out of time, so we listen to a song from our album of the week? Let's, yeah. Renaldo y Clara, Se está mi al carrer. Sorry, I said it wrong. This song is Globus from her wonderful album, uh, which is, has a title, En Catalan, La Boca Aigua, uh, the, When Your Mouth Waters. And it really does sound like a summery, juicy record, doesn't it? Oh, I loved it. It's, so summer, isn't it? It's like a swimming pool. Listen to this album Listen uh, when you're sat by the swimming pool. If it's a breakfast, it's that fresh orange juice mm. that your, your butler brings to you while you're sitting poolside or the hotel managers uh, hotel waiters i i think actually it's a bucks fizz that your butler brings to you a what fizz a A bucks fizz what's a bucks fizz fizz? oh my good lord uh orange juice and uh, champagne 
Isn't that a mimosa? Una mimosa, I think. Well, not if you live in 80s Britain. Buck's Fizz, thank you. Buck Fizz, that doesn't sound as glamorous as a mimosa. Hang on, hang on. Buck Fizz. All right, but yes, yes, with a little bit of spritz from Cava. Cava, in any case. It would have to be Cava because Reynaldo Clara is the project of Clara Vinals, who's from Catalonia, from Lleida. And you can hear her Lleida accent, it's brilliant. And also, I guess, you know... There's a lot of this kind of bedroom pop sound where people are kind of ASMR, kind of singing into the microphone very tenderly and pronouncing all the consonants. And she's been doing this very strongly ever since she began. I was, she's kind of like the female Ferran Palau or Ferran Palau is the male uh, Clara Vinyals because they both have that kind of sonic aesthetic and they both sing very closely to the microphone and pronouncing every little consonant very well. Can I make a quick brackets there? To go back to Bucks Fizz yeah. and um, mm-hmm. and Mimosa, apparently they're the same, but the Mimosa has a lower alcohol content with two parts orange juice and one pint champagne, whereas Buck Fizz reverses these proportions, creating a stronger tasting concoction. Mm-hmm. And don't you like alcohol? The British. <laughs> British. Yeah, the British <laughs> always like, always adulterating things. I thought it so much sense. Oh, God. Uh, Magaluf all over again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. I had to, couldn't resist. Um yeah, I was no like it's weird because I was no way expecting it this album to be that good. That good, yeah. yeah. And like there was a La Mort Facalor what, a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was absolutely brilliant. But this album just absolutely kind of mm-hmm. wiped the super. And it's kind of better and pop, but it's really well produced as well. It's yeah. like I mean you someone like Globals and you just got got like it just sounds like an international pop hit, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. It even has like a, the, I can't remember which track it's got. It's got a bit of a Latin Latin beat kind of. Not it's not perreo, but it's got the, a bit of the. I don't know. It's very. It's a it's a 2023 pop record, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, a, it's, it's very, very difficult summer. to make an album where all the songs are good because some of yeah. I don't know some of them can not be at the height of the others. But I I feel like these all these songs are like. I don't skip any of them when I'm listening to it. Yeah, and it's one of the greatest things anyone can say about your album. Like, and it finishes really quickly for me. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. when it's over, short. Yes. It's like, oh, damn it! Already, I don't want it to be over already. Yes. I think this record has the potential for being one. Of, uh, even though it's entirely sang in Catalan, it has international mm-hmm. crossover appeal. Well, here's the thing about Catalan, right? Like, um, I what, what do you think about Catalan as a language for pop music on the whole? For pop, yes. For rock, uh, sometimes like when the singers are really a fans al cor. I don't know. It's just, it's just I don't know. It's a bit cringy. But in pop, I'm 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 just more. That used I to like it. pop more than rock. But. I mean, I've been I've been a bit marked by Bodge per two, right? Which mm-hmm. is like you know this massive. <laughs> I pick up about once it's a year. Kind of pop. No. no, it is, it oh, is, okay. but I think it's awful. I think like, like oh, just because, no. oh, it's awful. It's like, well, what, well, there's a lot of awful English songs. Of course there are, yeah, there, yeah, 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 there's loads, loads of absolutely terrible ones, but like, no, my point is, right, bodge doesn't sound like a very loving word. What it's is like, bodge? Loco for Ah, bodge per tu. And it's like this, this sort of like, you know, it's a song that people have at their weddings. In fact, I went to someone's wedding and, and you know, they, they had it. I think someone played an acoustic guitar. You're like, yeah, it's all very romantic. You get to the word bodge. And it sounds like, ah, bodge. bodge. And I was like, maybe Catalan doesn't work for, for rock music. But anyway, my point is. It does. In this album, it sounds so good, doesn't it? Yeah. It's almost like when you listen to 60s French pop sung in French and the allure is listening to the French mm-hmm. language in such a musical way. I think Clara Vignales has lo- has made that for the Catalan language. I love that bit where it goes, and pass un favor, like that. 
Yeah. I, I was actually singing that in the in in the house the other day, and my wife came along. She's like, "Yes," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, right, right. Someone needs to send Wes Anderson uh, this oh, album. Oh yeah, it kind of it kind of would fit like the aesthetic. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Also, was it a bit UK garage at points? No, yeah, I, there was a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. <laughs> Why are you saying no? I think you liked UK garage. I, I, I don't know. I got mad at you trying to say that Catalan doesn't sound good. So <laughs> I'm kind of. I have to. You got mad at Bodgeper too. I didn't know you were you were a fan. I of. don't know. It's kind of like saying that you hate Catalonia. And no, it isn't. It is. <laughs> no, but I came to the other the opposite conclusion. I was just telling you about my journey. To loving it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, because I was saying, I was wondering, because, you know, you have to question. You have to question these okay. things. And I've, I've totally come around to it, and this sounds absolutely, absolutely brilliant. So there. Well, let's uh, listen to a little bit more of Renaldo y Clara, and maybe I'm going to try and tell you about my favourite show that's blown my mind on Netflix. This is the one I meant that has a kind of Latin beat, but you mean UK Garage, yeah? So, yeah, you can... Yeah. A little bit, yeah. And there was an, there was another one as well that was um, La Palma. I thought it was a little bit UK carriage as well. Uh, uh, five stars for Ronaldo Clara. Yeah. Uh, and not just because it's on Primavera Labels. And we've already declared what breakfast it is. We we argue about it quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think mimosa, <laughs> mimosa with cava, not champagne, uh, from El Penedès, which is not far from Lleida. Uh, so now I'm going to tell you about a show that has blown my mind. Ben's already seen the first episode. Uh, this I was... listen to you too. I actually, when you recommend things, I actually go and check yeah. them out. Yeah, and I not only did I buy myself a, a Tessa Musfeg book, I bought my girlfriend one for San Jordi, and she's in love with it. Which one? Damn it, I can't remember the title. <laughs> the cover is like pink, and there's like okay, a okay. like that, a ciberlocutorio yes, kind of. I, that one is very good. Don't buy her the second one. How many? Oh, she's got. No, she has a plenty, but the one that she won, like, very, like, she's. They're making a movie also and everything, is the My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which oh, is that's this the one. one I'm reading. And, yeah, no. Yes. The that, one I'm reading is. Damn it, I can't remember. La Bona? The one where it's a teacher, a teacher who's, like, drinking alcohol. She's always hungover in class. No, no, no. I've, I've only. I'm only in the first chapter. Anyway, don't, <laughs> don't buy her the, the second one. Well, I mean, she's my, my girlfriend reads very fast. Anyway, sorry. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. Uh, beef. I'm here to talk about Beef. Uh, it's uh, a show, a, t a, t a, a TV show produced for Netflix by A24, the Hollywood production company that is very well respected for making cutting edge films that find crossover mainstream success. Auteur blockbuster cinema, I say. Think of Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary or Midsummer. you know, edgy horror films. Uh, this year they swept at the Oscars with everything everywhere all at once. It is basically to Hollywood what Miramax was in the 90s, production house that opens its doors to up and coming auteurs who have have risky, somewhat weird films they want to bring to screens. So they already smashed it on television with Euphoria. Now we have Beef, the first North American TV show. Well, not the first, but one of the first that I can think of starring a pan, an entirely pan-Asian cast headed by Ali Wong, who is very well known for being a stand-up comedian who has many specials on Netflix, and Stephen Young, who is doing everything. He, is in, he was in Minari, he was in Nope!, He, he's, he's basically having an incredibly stellar, very, uh, very well-picked uh, movie career and also this beautiful foray into television. It's created by Korean-born writer and director Lee Sung-jin, who, after living in various uh, states of the U.S. Uh, and studying in Philadelphia, eventually moved to Los Angeles with his family and lived in the Valley. Since they bought a home, they spent a lot of time at Home Depot, which is the hardware store for any DIY enthusiast dreams. He would observe that the parking lot 
would be filled with Mercedes SUVs from the rich neighbors and the pickup trucks of the people who worked for these rich people and observed the interesting intersection of people with different lifestyles and that inspired the tale of this uh, dark comedy with a very good dose of um, uh, drama in an edgy way. Uh, the soundtrack is laced with ni- late 90s alt rock and alt pop, so I connected fondly with those surprise sinks of Smashing Pumpkins and Bjork in key moments. It felt refreshing to see a show made up almost entirely of a Pan Asian cast in a totally norm- normal suburban American setting without making a fuss about the character's origins, although Asian identity is affirmed in several situations when the characters uh, speak of their parents' up- strict upbringing and stuff like that. Um, and much it reminds me a lot of everything everywhere all at once in a sense because it has a few surrealist moments conversations between there was a key moment in the the movie and everything all everything everywhere all at once where two inanimate objects start having a conversation shall we say well here there's also a similar scene where two creatures are speaking and stuff and it's like so it plays with a little bit of surrealism uh, it plays with a little bit of, I'd even say, not psych horror, but definitely thriller. Uh, I strongly recommend you all watch Beef. I've watched the first episode uh, and it's it's absolutely excellent. If you like a nervous tension, which I'm a yeah. big, big fan of, then you are in for a, a uh, an absolute... Treat. How many episodes are... Uh, I think it's 10 episodes. Oh, okay. And it all starts with like a road rage. You know, two people getting angry at each other on a, on a, on the road, and then it's basically them having revenge at each other all throughout the series. But things start getting very complicated, and it's about loneliness, about trying to be seen, and uh, and the and the acting is fantastic. The characters are great, very good, very edgy, and uh, that's all we have time for. Ten episodes, it is. But we managed to cover everything we wanted to cover. I think it's the first time in the <laughs> yeah. weekly review history. <laughs> I love it. So um, we're going to finish with a song that <laughs> features in 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 Beef. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Andre3000, for producing. Stay tuned for Heavy Rotation coming up next with Victor Trapero. <laughs>